Okay, if you, have, you, if you have your Bibles and you're open or your phone to 2 Thessalonians, seems so weird to say open your phone or, you know, grab your phone. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. Today's sermon is kind of the, um, the state of the church kind of sermon. Last year we did this and I had so much positive feedback and, and, uh, and you know, I just thought we would do it again. So we're going to take a look back at what we're able to accomplish as a church. You know, some of you have no idea what goes on in day. In fact, you know, I found out even our staff didn't really know. In fact, I went further than that. I didn't even really know what happens throughout the year. But when you take the time to look back and you just it, it just really encourages your heart. So I want to um, I want to encourage you today. Is that all right? I believe because of you, this family life congregation, some lives were changed in 2013. I don't know if you know this or not, but family life has nearly 400 volunteers. Nearly 400 people that volunteer their time and, and just invest into the ministry here at family life. And hundreds support the church either financially, prayerfully, spiritually, or physically in some way. And because of that, because of so many faithful supporters, we've been able to make a difference here in our community. Father, I pray, God, encourage us today with, as we take a look and as we just, uh, Lord, look at what you've helped us to do by your grace. God, I pray that you would encourage each of us in here today, Lord, to just be able to, Lord, uh, just roll up our sleeves and just be ready for 2014 to, uh, to get after it again and just make a, a greater difference in the year that's ahead of us. Lord, we thank you. We praise you now for your grace over us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Second Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3 says, Dear brothers and sisters, We can't help but thank God for you because your faith is flourishing and your love for one another is growing. Now, the Apostle Paul was feeling this emotion and and of gratefulness to God for the church at Thessalonica. Why? Because he said their faith was flourishing and their love for one another was growing. And, you know, Paul tells the Thessalonian believers, dear brothers and sisters, we can't help but thank God for you. You know, Paul was feeling towards the Thessalonians what I feel and our staff here feels towards you, the Family Life Congregation. We thank God for you, dear brothers and sisters. We thank God because of your flourishing faith, because of your growing love for one another. We have been able to make a difference. So this morning we want to take a moment to say thank you to all of you so faithful here in the church. The staff put together a little video that we showed uh, recently, but I want you to see it if you weren't, if you, if you didn't see it, because it's just an expression and just kind of look a little snapshot uh, of, of what you've been able to accomplish together as a team. Over 15,000 messages. Over 200 citywide outreaches. 462 life groups since 2006. We've had 221 salvations just this year. 
1,218 recorded baptisms since 1986. Because of you, we are reaching 1,200 adults. Because of you, we are reaching 150 youth, 300 kids, 4,159 students have come through the school since it opened in 1981. Over the last 14 years, you have reached 2,144 kids at the summit. 1,100 men were at Wild Game Cookout this year. We reached 700 athletes at the Special Olympics. The school supplies giveaway reached 1,000 students this year. You have served 750 meals at our block parties. Over 50,000 hours of volunteer service each year. In seven years, you have helped serve over 62,000 drinks. Because of you, we're built to last, so thank you. Because of you, we are built to last, so thank you. Because of you, we are built to last, so thank you. Because of you, we are built to last, so thank you. 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 God bless you. Over 50,000 hours of volunteerism in a given year. If you did the math on that, just minimum wage, it would cost $365,000 or 25 full-time employees just to be able to do that. There's no way we could do it. The only reason that we're able to do it is because of you. If you take you out of church, you ain't got much. We need you to get it done. Amen? 1 Thessalonians 3, 9 says how we thank God for you. Because of you, we have great joy as we enter God's presence. Because of you, lives were changed in 2013. You know, sometimes you're just busy doing what you're doing. And you forget the whole purpose and you forget the whole impact that you're making. Well, let me just encourage you. Because of you, we made a difference within our congregation. First Peter 4.10 says, Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. How many of you know God's grace is released in this community and in this world through the gifts God places within the body? Because of your faithful service and using your gifts, the lost are being saved through the administration of God's grace. As, uh, as you just heard on the video, of course, those numbers are higher now, but at least 225 souls were saved this year just in Sunday morning services and over 500 in the last two years. That's worth getting excited about. Amen? Because of your faithful service, people's eternities are being changed. People's lives are being changed. You know, I was just, just recently I heard, uh, I was thinking and heard of, uh, two families and there's many more. I, I could, I could spend the rest of the time just talking about some stories, but, you know, uh, this couple in church, I remember the first Sunday they walked in, uh, Jim Babin was the one that introduced me to them. Uh, it was their first Sunday. They came in. 
Um, they started coming. Uh, they got saved. They were both not, uh, lost. The wife was having such great health difficulties that she had to, uh, she had to look at her children's plane out in the yard, laying in the bed through the window. She couldn't even go out there. She couldn't tend to them. Um, they, their marriage was in trouble spiritually. They were off the charts. They had a lot of problems going on in their life. They came to church. They got saved uh, through, I watched as you, the body of Christ, surrounded them, loved them, taught them, encouraged them, prayed for them, ministered to them. Their marriage is on track. The wife got healed. They are, their family unit is stable. And now they're helping other people. Amen. I was, I called yesterday. I see uh, my brother Neil is here in the church. I, he shared with me a story. Uh, he's been in the church uh, quite a few years now, but he was telling me a story. He said, Todd, you know, I felt like I was dying, like suicide, except I wasn't trying to kill myself. I was just dying physically, spiritually. It, my, my, my whole family life was falling apart. I had all these issues going on. And I came to church because my son invited me to come to church. And he came to church and to just be a, just be an encouragement to his son. He came into church, heard the gospel preached, got saved. And now he got set free. He got healed. He got delivered as he went through all the different uh, classes and all that kind of stuff. And, and now he was telling me he was in a deer stand yesterday reading his Bible, praying for people on his prayer list while he was waiting for that big buck to come down. But that's a transformation of a life right there. Amen. And there's more and more testimonies like that. How many of you have your own testimony of your life didn't change? You see, I could throw my head uh, my my hand in the in the or my name in the hat and saying I am alive that God changed here at Family Life. So listen, we're not just getting together and just having a pep rally. Lives are being changed. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise for that. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Because of you, lives are getting transformed through the power of God's grace. Because of you, disciples are being made through our spiritual growth classes. In 2013, 67 people followed through with water baptism. 60 uh, completed our spiritual growth track. Many which are already plugged in and serving in some capacity. But many others attended and completed various classes that we have. What's the importance of that? Well, the importance of that is that lives are being changed. People are being discipled. In John chapter 8 and verse 31, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You know, Bible truth is different than truth. Than regular truth. You know, truth is, I showed up today. That's true, right? But that's not life transformational. But biblical truth is life transformational. And whenever you get biblical truth down inside your system, it'll transform your life. You're going to know the truth and the truth will make you free. In 2013, many people received spiritual breakthroughs and freedom because of the various classes that we offer. People got their finances in order through the finance class. Marriages were strengthened and restored through the marriage classes. Major spiritual breakthroughs through the encounters, the finding freedom, the inner healing classes. Celebrate recovery. I know we got a group of them right here in the front. 
How many of you would agree with that? The grief share classes, the life groups of various kinds, the Bible studies, our children, our students uh, uh, have grown spiritually through the preschool, children's church, through Royal Rangers, junior high, senior high, college classes. Entire families were discipled day by day, week by week, month by month, through all these different classes that have taken place. Now listen, important to note, I didn't facilitate these classes. You, the congregation, did. And because you, the congregation, facilitated these classes, people are growing, people are maturing. Lives are being changed. You know, Neil and I were talking, you know, yesterday, I don't think I would still be on God's earth if it wasn't for family life. I think I would have done killed myself through my reckless way of living. What about you? Come on, what about you? Neil and I are in agreement. We don't think we would be here if it hadn't been for the grace of God that has been released over our lives because of the ministry here at Family Life Church. I am eternally grateful for that. Come on, are you happy? Are you happy to be saved? Are you happy to be delivered? Come on, God is on the move. Amen. Because of you, many are being served through our various ministries. First Peter 4, 10 says, As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. As we've already mentioned, we have approximately 400 ministers here at Family Life Church. Ministers who faithfully serve and administer the grace of God. See, listen, you have to realize that That whenever you volunteer, whenever you do something here at the church, regardless of what it is, it's an investment in the kingdom of God that God is using to make a difference in people's lives. See, some people, they say, you know, I'm tired of handing out a bulletin. Well, quit handing out a bulletin and start giving out the bulletin with the enthusiasm that you're getting to love on God's people, you're getting to encourage God's people, and for that, God is happy about it, and He's pleased that you're helping Him build His kingdom. Amen? If you're changing the diaper, quit changing the diaper just for changing the diaper's sake. Come on, change that diaper like it's the best thing you've done all week because that baby's got a parent that is somewhere here on campus hearing the word of God, getting encouraged, and their lives are getting changed. Amen. Change a diaper for the kingdom and the glory of God. Amen. Come on, y'all out there. Amen. Listen, because of you, we have a school ministry, an usher's ministry, a music ministry, intercession ministry, teaching ministry, life group ministry, greeter ministry, preschool ministry, a children's ministry, junior high ministry, senior high ministry, a college ministry, a ladies ministry, a men's ministry, a family and marriage ministry, a food ministry, a helps ministry, a counseling ministry, a media ministry, an outreach ministry, etc., etc. We got a lot of ministries. Amen. Amen. Now, what does all these ministries mean? It means people are getting ministered to. And our congregation is getting stronger and healthier as a result. Are y'all tracking with me today? Come on, I want you to get the picture. The whole picture. Not just a little small picture. It's not just a ministry. It's the ministry. It's not just one volunteer. It's the volunteers. Amen? No service is too little. No service is insignificant. Whatever you do matters. 
big time in the big picture. Amen. Ephesians 4.16 says, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. See, a congregation can only be as strong as its faithful members are willing to minister. Do you have to minister? No, you don't. You get to minister. Amen? It's a pleasure to do something for Jesus. Whether somebody pats you on the back and says, good job or not, it does not matter. The one that really matters is not blind and he sees everything and he will see that you get benefited for it. Amen? So thank you so much. Now listen, important to know, I personally don't do all these ministries. And everybody said, praise God. All these ministries that I listed are facilitated and led by you, the faithful people here at Family Live. Hey, we're doing something great, gang. Can I encourage you? Come on, you're way too quiet. We are doing something great. We're doing something great. Listen, the greatest thing that's going on in Lafayette is the churches in Lafayette that are making spiritual headway. Amen. If you took the churches out of Lafayette, you, we just talked about how many robberies in the last three weeks. That would just be the tip of the iceberg. It's the salt and the light of the church that's changing the community. Amen. So because of your ministry, God's grace is reaching many. and The whole congregation is becoming healthier and stronger. Amen. Because of you, not only are we reaching our congregation, but we're reaching out to our community. I want, you, I want to read Matthew 5, 14 in the message translation. And uh, it, I, I like the way it kind of gives you a, a, a picture here. Listen to what it says. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light. Bringing out the good, the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this. I like that. We're going public with this. As public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. Be opening up to others. You'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. How many of you know God uses His body to be a light and open up God's, uh, open up people's hearts to Jesus? Amen? God has called us to go public and reach out to our community. Listen, salt is no good if it stays in the salt shaker. It's got to get out. Amen? And so here are some just a few, not an exhaustive list, but just You know, the bad thing about doing this is how do you not forget stuff? There's so much. It's impossible. But here are just some of the community outreaches that you made possible. The block parties or neighborhood outreaches. You heard how many meals have been served in the name of Jesus. You know, the Borks, the Sturdemans, the Blancs, different ones that have gotten involved. You know who you are if you've been out there. You're making a difference. 
You spread in the light of Jesus. The school supply giveaway. You know, listen, we gave school supplies out to a thousand. You see that table right there? That's all school supplies. That there, my friends, is a lot of school supplies. A thousand kids received school supplies on that day. How many of you know that makes a difference? Hard for children, as I mentioned earlier. Ken's mentoring program in Ildecon. He could not do that without help. Primarily from Family Life Church. It's what makes it happen. You know, I, you, know you probably don't get to hear this, but monthly on, on the college campus, on our UL University, uh, we have some volunteers, Ms. Kathy Roy and others, who feed over 125 students a meal. And while they're, getting, they're filling their belly, they get to hear a word. They get to be ministered to. Our young leaders that are going to college and learning and are going to be our, our educated leaders in our community, we're reaching them with the gospel. Isn't that great? Special Olympics. As you heard, 700, 700 participants in Special Olympics. We had over 40 volunteers there just spread out everywhere, just helping them to make the event go. And by the way, we also financed it too so they could make the event happen. In the name of Jesus. How many of you know the Lord's got a special heart for the special Olympians? Amen. Our singles, you know, Michelle Boudreaux and some of the singles, you know, monthly they go out to St. Joseph Shelton. They feed the homeless. Sparkle and shine, Dixie and Tina and, 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 and their, uh, their, their girls. They go out there and reach out to these young ladies. That have no idea, some of them. They have no picture of what it's supposed to be like to have a healthy or stable of life. They're out there just getting in there in the midst of their life and just loving on them and spreading the word of God. We have elementary and high school, school clubs. I, I lost count how many we have, but, but Elijah and Dixie and others, and, and the students have to initiate it. And there's, there's students that are meeting on their school campuses throughout the parish because of the outreach. The pregnancy center, 62 babies at last count were saved because of the pregnancy center. Here's just one of them in the newsletter. They showed twins, two twin babies. But listen, you know, a couple of years ago when we talked about every January, we receive an offering. And, and whenever we receive the offering, uh, you know, there was a there was a family in church and a young man came up to me later and said, man, I appreciate you doing that because my mama was thinking about aborting me, but she decided not to. And now he's a strapping buck. Amen. Because of the outreach, another family ran into her at, 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 uh, at Office of Motor Vehicles. And I said, you know, there's probably a, there's probably a child running around here that got saved because of the pregnancy center. And she, she told me in the, in, in, in the uh, Department of Motor Vehicles, hey, remember when you said that? That's true. I have a baby. We were thinking about aborting. And we came that January when you talked about what it really is. We decided to keep our baby with, with this glow in her face and a gleam in her eye. She said, I'm glad we kept our baby. Amen. 62. I thought about what if we, what if we brought 62 people up here on the stage? Would that be, would that matter? 62 babies at least have been saved this year. That's good news, isn't it? And then in Abbeville, we have Dick's doing this Bible study outreach. And uh, some of you are helping them out, going out there. They were meeting every Thursday now. I think they go on a Tuesday. But people are getting saved. Lives are getting changed in Abbeville. I've never been. I need to go, huh? 
said, yeah, you need to go. Come with me. Let's all go, right? But how many of you think that's great? Amen? Isn't that great? Yeah. And not only, not only is the Bible study happening, but Dick and some other ministers, they go on every week, every Monday, they go into the Million Parish Correctional Center. Here's the building that they're meeting in for the Bible study. Where they're going in the Vermilion Parish Correctional Center and ministering to the inmates there. And then here in Lafayette, every Wednesday, one of us pastors go and teaches the men there in the Bible study. About two months ago, we had an altar call. There's a man that got saved here. And um, somebody prayed with him and he said, I need to talk to Todd. And they said, well, I could pray with you. He said, I need to talk to Todd. So I, I, I was... I hung around and got the chance to talk to him. And there was a lady in the church a few weeks early and said, I heard you go to LPCC. Would you go look up? Uh, I forgot what it was, maybe her husband or her son or something. I, I can't really remember. But she said, would you go check on him? And so we went and, and, and uh, you know, uh, chap, Catherine Alex has, has the ability to do this. She brought, got him out of the cell, got a chance to minister and pray for him. So listen, when you get out of here, you need to come to church. And that's who that was at the altar that got saved that Sunday morning. Amen. So it's, 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 it's outreach. And by the way, this week, this week we're going to give away hygiene supplies to every inmate at Lafayette Parish Correctional Center, which is 1,100 of them. I'm talking like a bar of soap, toilet paper, because they don't have enough. We're going to give each one of them a copy of Hung by the Tongue. How many think that's a good idea? Amen. Amen, Brother Francis. Brother Francis is going to be preaching to every one of them inmates. Amen. But 1,100 of them will get to hear the message. So what am I saying? I'm saying, listen, there's a lot of outreach taking place. And let me just remind you, I'm doing very little of this. How is all this outreach getting done? It's getting done by the hands and feet of faithful volunteers here in the church. Amen. We're making a difference. We're making a difference. It's because of you that Family Life Church is able to go public. And I'm just thinking, what more can we do? How can we reach more people? You know, a couple of weeks ago, I ran into Sherry St. Julian. I don't know if Sherry's in the room. Is Sherry in the room right now? She's probably out there in the children's department. But I just ran into her before church one Sunday, and she was in tears. And she said, Pastor Todd, i got to tell you what happened this weekend. We cooked this meal for the ladies at Faith House, and something happened where they couldn't come and eat. And so we had all this food. And so we said, what are we going to do with this food? And somebody said, well, let's go see if we can find some homeless or somebody that's hungry. So they got in the van, and they went riding around, made a few calls, found out where they might have some homeless, and they found all kind of homeless people, gave them food, and she was in tears. She said, Pastor Todd, you should have saw the look on their faces. They have had gotten a hot meal and no telling when. I mean, it wasn't a meal. It was a feast. She said, we got to do something. I said, yeah, that's a great idea. How many of you know? You know, listen, I know some people are homeless because of the bad choices they make. Did you ever make any bad choices? 
How many of you believe that God's got a heart for the homeless? Amen. And I just thought whenever she shared that, I just thought, hmm, that might be Lord leading us to do a new ministry here at church. Amen. So I believe that we need to keep going, don't you? All right. Because of you, we're not only making a difference in the congregation, making a difference in our community, but we're also making a difference in our world. You know, while we come faithfully and give, listen what Acts 1.8 says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When you see those words, you know, Jerusalem was the city they were in, the town they were in, Judea, more like the, the region, and it, it's kind of like a tear thing. You know, you're going to be my witnesses right where you are, a little bit further out in the country, a little bit further out in the region, a little bit further out in the state, a little bit further out into the utmost parts of the world. You're going to be my witnesses. How many of you know the Lord don't want us just to make a difference in Jerusalem, in Lafayette? He wants us to make a difference in the world. Amen. How many of you know God so loved the world that he gave his son? Right. He loves the world. So God does not only want us to reach our congregation, our community, our region. God wants us to reach the world. Why? Because he wants to win the world. Amen. How's he going to win the world? He's going to win the world through people that get the vision, that get the heart, that get the desire and that are willing to make a difference. That's how he's going to do it. And I have to say, because of your faithful generosity, we've been able to do that. Amen. You know, I mentioned this before, but I just it bears uh, repeating for several years now. As long as I can remember, Brother Francis has tithed the income of the church. Every tithe that you give, 10 percent goes in the mission account. And from that mission account, that's how we do world missions. Not only that. Somewhere along the way, it's a, it's a powerful story of, of how God spoke to him during a, during a very tight place he was in his life, uh, health-wise. And God said, reach out to the poor. And he started taking these monthly missions offerings. And so between the 10% tithe and the monthly missions offerings, as well as just helping out uh, the poor and, and doing benevolence with our normal uh, uh, budget, of family life's income is given away through reaching others. 15%. Amen? I think that's great. That's awesome, isn't it? And so listen, because of your faithful generosity with your giving, we have been able to make a powerful difference in our world. So let me just kind of give you a little little snapshot. In 2013, we were able to plant... 35 churches, 35 churches, 61 churches in the last two years. Now, listen, we have absolutely no way of knowing how many souls that translates or how many souls that is going to translate. You know, eight churches in Africa, eight churches we have some pictures of some of the some of the leaders that we've financially supported. They're trained in Bible school and they're sent out in different regions where there's not a church so they can teach the gospel, so they can teach the good news. Amen. Here are some live bodies of people that we have financially helped that are out there reaching the lost. Not only did we plant churches in Africa, we planted two churches in Cyprus, in Turkey, 
as well as help finance uh, a ministry center in northern Iraq. You remember Fabian that was here, that was with, uh, with Bastrop, with a Freedom Challenge ministry. He's in northern Iraq. What you see there, go back to the other picture, Doug, if you can do that. This is a refugee camp. These are, I think there's 10,000 Syrian refugees right here in this refugee city. And God has given Fabian and their leaders free reign to go into that Syrian camp. Now the next picture, to witness and to share the good news. This is a family that invited them and said, we want y'all to come have supper with us. And so invited them into their tent and they were eating with them right there. And, and people are getting healed. Miracles are taking place because they're sick in their body. They're praying for them. They're getting healed. They, you know, they're Muslims uh, that are getting saved. I mean, it's just an incredible work there. Of the, you know that God is doing in northern Iraq, they started a ministry center, and we sent ten thousand dollars to help pay the monthly note on that building, so they could teach the Bible, they can have prayer meetings, and they can disciple those that are being raised right here from Lafayette. As you put money in those their boxes or in them their offering buckets, you are reaching people in northern Iraq. Amen. Isn't that powerful? That is so powerful. Amen. And so uh, five churches in Brazil. Do you know Brazil has the most unreached people groups in the entire globe? There's more people that have not tribes of people in, in, in the mountains that have not heard about Jesus at all. And this year, we were able to financially support five church planters that have gone into unreached regions and planted churches. Amen? It's amazing that you see this big statue there in, in Rio, but yet Brazil has the most unreached people in the globe. And then in China, we were able to plant 10 churches in China. I, I don't think I really need to tell you a lot about China. You know about China, right? The more they try to stop the church, the more the church just goes crazy in China. People are getting saved by the millions in China. Three churches in Cuba. Now, if you know a little bit about Cuba, Cuba has been one of the hardest places to do missionary work. Well, Cuba is opening up and you and I got a chance to plant three churches in Cuba. Amen. Yes. Amen. One in Mexico, which we physically got a chance to help. Not we, them. Some of the men here in the church went in September and, and built for we've been doing this for years now. But we send the funds ahead of time. They buy the supplies. And whenever the men get there, they're able to put up a facility of a congregation already that exists. Amen. And so this is one of the latest churches that they built. And so and then finally, remember, we're planning a church in Boise, Idaho. Right. In Boise, Idaho. And so we continue, we want to continue to pray for Nick and Emily and pray for them to just be able to reach souls, reach, reach hearts and plant a brand new church there in Boise, Idaho. Amen. So this is just some of the things. It's just the highlight. It, it, it's absolutely not all. But boys, but besides these church plants, I, I just want to throw out just a couple other things. We gave financially $15,000 towards the pregnancy center, 15000 Casa uh, in Guatemala that reaches out to these uh, orphans. I, I didn't throw the pictures up there, but Michelle Boudreaux just got back. Remember, we took up an offering for that um, 
that dialysis center. They got the dialysis center built. Their children that are uh, receiving dialysis right there on the property. And now they can put in another uh, building. They're remodeling and they're going to reach more uh, children that are going to live longer because they have the resources. Amen. Remember Leesville that were relocating from Maryville to Leesville? We helped finance that. And they're now in Leesville. They're reaching a totally different uh, community. And people are, are paying attention. They're getting, uh, they're getting ministered to. Uh, um, remember the blind boys home in Nepal? Remember uh, when Rick Zachary was here, we received an offering. We sent $15,000 to help them build this home. Here's the home right here. And now since they built that building, the government has given them more uh, children that are blind that the government was supporting. And so now these children are getting saved. They're becoming evangelists. They're becoming pastors. Their lives are just getting transformed. And now they're going out into this unreached people group, into this unreached region where there hadn't been a church for hundreds of years and they've gone spread the gospel are y'all getting tired of this yet no is that all right but you know we talked about all the school supplies you know seven thousand dollars seven thousand dollars was was spent buying school supplies and there's a, a lady here in the church her husband is a manager there at Walmart. And at the end of the year, he had this pallet of school supplies, called up the church and said, hey, I got these school supplies. Reckon y'all can use that? Yes, we can use that. Amen. And I don't know how much dollars worth, but it was a lot. And that's why we were able to, with the 7,000 and the free school supplies, 1,000 children had pencils to go to school this year. 15,000 towards Mexico Ministries, 35 to India. Remember, we set this huge offering with uh, Pastor Joe's to build this brand new building on this property where the, um, where the Buffalo form is. There it is. There's pictures right there. The building is going up. The building is going up. You know, somebody was asking me about the pastors that got kidnapped. I haven't got the word. The children were all released. But it looked like the pastor's word too, but I haven't got the final word. But Pastor Joseph is building this building where they're taking all these children that, have, that are in the midst of uh, sex trafficking and all that kind of stuff. And they're, they're giving them a place to stay. They're educating them and they're teaching them about Jesus. Amen? And so these are just some of the things. Um, $8,000 was given towards uh, printing uh, Gideon Bibles. And by the way, Gideon's has given all kinds of Bibles to the parish correctional centers and just helping these guys uh, get the word in their hand. And so many, many other over 20 missionaries are supported monthly because of your giving. But you know, we uh, Miss Clovia tattled it, uh, um, not tattled it, but um, tallied it up. There it is. And in 2013, I want you to get this in 2013, because of your financial faithful giving three hundred and sixty nine thousand $367 was given to missions around the world. Amen. Thirty-five churches. Second Corinthians 9 and 10 says this. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You see, you know, I know there's a day that's going to come when we're going to breathe our last breath. 
and we're going to get translated onto the other side. If we're still around when the Lord returns, we might all take that last breath together. And whenever we do, the game's over. The buzzer went off. Can't play anymore. What's been done has been done. What's happened has happened. Whenever that day sounds, I believe that we will be able to look into the eyes of Jesus. Say, Jesus, we didn't win the world. But we made a difference. We made a difference. Because of your faithful service, we're making a difference. Right here in our congregation, in our community, and in our world. And this is not all. Uh, there's so many things that, you know, the, 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 the uh, outreaches, I mean, the uh, tragedies, you know, the Philippines, the Oklahoma, uh, you, know, the, uh, you know, the devastations. And we've sown money to help those people and, and, and the day in and day out things that happen. Well, there's so much. 20 missionaries or 20 ministries are getting supported on a monthly basis because of your financial giving. So I say all that to say, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Can you see the big picture? Sometimes we get so busy about what's right in the front of us, we don't even know what's going on. But you know what? If we stay focused, and we keep about the Father's business, and we don't worry about, you know, about what the other was doing and just do what we're called to do. Don't worry about who's getting credit, who's getting patted on the back. Just worry about doing our part, serving how we can. All of us together, put together, makes a lot. And a lot reaches a lot of people. Now that's deep theology right there. Amen. Amen. Now listen, I want to take a moment. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have given at least a penny in the offerings this year? And have volunteered at least five minutes a year? I want you to stand right now. I want you to stand. And I want all of us to give each other just a, just a thanksgiving offering to God. Amen. Look at this. Amen. 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 We praise God. Dear brothers and sisters, we thank God for you. Because of you, we're making a difference. Amen. Amen. You could be seated one more time. We're going to have a Catholic mass today. <laughs> now, because of you, we have hope for the future. Hebrews 6.10 says, For God is not unjust as to forget your work and the love which you have shown towards His name in having ministered and still ministering to the saints. God don't forget. God doesn't forget the work that we've done towards ministering to His saints. Amen? God don't forget. He knows. Not only does God know, God rewards. God honors. And God's, God blesses. So you know what I think we can expect is for God to continue to bless us as we stay about the Father's business. Amen? He who waters shall himself be watered. You know, you, listen, you, some of you have done very menial tasks 
You've done things that that people uh, haven't even acknowledged that you've done. But I want you to know, don't worry about whether people acknowledge it or not. Know for sure that God, nothing gets past him. You know how mama, nothing got past mama. She saw everything that you did. She knew when you were guilty before you even she even knew you did something. God is better than mama. Amen. And he knows everything and he knows what you're doing. And I believe God's going to honor, reward and bless you for what you're doing. Amen. I believe God is going to bless us as a church as we continue to do what we're doing. Amen. So I think we ought to just keep going. What about you? We're about to go in a new year, 2014. I think we ought to keep going. What about you? I think we need to keep serving. What about you? I think we need to keep giving. What about you? I think we need to keep reaching out. What about you? I think we got to stay with the program. Amen. Because before we know it, we're going to be in December of 2014 and the year will be gone. And what's done is done. What has happened has happened. But we'll have all eternity to celebrate the victories along the way. Amen. Now, one last thing before we go. I just want to show you a picture of what you can look for in 2014. We've been talking about building a new education building. We started the process and shut it down during the recession and the oil spill and all that. But it's back on the table. We're working with the architects. And God willing, we're going to break ground in 2014. And 14. Amen. So we have a picture of um, that's that's the uh, the blueprint, which, you know, you could if you see the slanted walls and the white part, that's the auditorium and the, the blue and the brown is where the building is going to be. The gray is the old building. And so it's going to be right there where that tent is sitting right now. And uh, what you're looking at right there. Uh, I don't know what you're looking at right there. <laughs> This is the upstairs right here, and it's going to be kind of like a new uh, J building, if you would, but a little bit bigger, a, a better kitchen. This is the downstairs of the uh, education building, and uh, one side is going to be uh, preschool, one side is going to be children's church. The part in the yellow, the bigger part of the yellow there, that's going to be a hallway where you come in, there'll be a stairway and an elevator. Praise the Lord. I heard one huge praise God through whom all blessings flow. Amen. But so that's going to be it. And then we got a picture of just kind of like a rendering of what uh, what it, it, it hopefully it'll kind of look like. And I just so I just want to show you, you see uh, this, the corner right here to my left. That's the existing building, that thing overhead that goes from the brown building to the to the yellow building there. That's going to be a walkway. That's going to go, that's going to tie in our offices now with the new building. And then this brown portion here is going to connect the new education building to the auditorium. And hopefully the hallway will come in right where the resource center is. And right there in that brown part will be the new resource center. And so, um, so that's going to be hopefully what it looks like. Y'all like it? Amen. That's exciting. Isn't that exciting? And so listen, now, um, you know, we're not going to be, you know, so many people have been uh, highly pressured and burned out on churches that do a capital campaign. And would you sell your firstborn and donate them to the capital campaign? And, 
you know, your second born would do, you know, you know what I'm talking about. And, uh, you know, Brother Francis never was a high pressure giving person. And I came up here and I can't do it either. <laughs> and Tony said, amen, praise the Lord. <laughs> At least Tony's happy about it. Are you happy about it? And so, you know, so we're not going to do a, a big capital campaign. Well, let me just tell you what's going on. You know, you know, if you've been through the Dave Ramsey, he said you should save. If you're not saving, you should save personally. The church has been saving and the church has saved over a million dollars. One point one million dollars. Amen. That's that's good news. Amen. That's faithfulness on your part. It's it's money that you've already given that we've saved. That's the good news. The bad news is this building is going to cost three point six million dollars. Now, Erath Math says you're not there yet. Right. And so the downstairs and all that will cost like two point six million, something like that. And so what we've committed to, we don't want to stop doing ministry like we've been able to just talk about. We don't want to put the church in this huge financial debt. So, and we can't do anything. Oh, we can't give no school supplies out this year because we poor. We got over our heads in debt. Are y'all with me? And so what we're committing to is to just build a building and complete the downstairs. And we know what that note is going to be like. And that's what we feel comfortable with handling. So we have some margin. So we're not spending every dollar that we get. Amen? Amen. Now what I'm asking you to do is to pray and believe God for the rest. Which is about $700,000. And it wouldn't, wouldn't it be a great blessing and miracle if God provided us all the resources we need? What we're going to do is build the building, finish the first story, and stop there like we did the J building until God provides the rest. Okay, or we can pray and believe God to supernaturally bless us where everything comes in while they're building it and we just complete the whole thing. That would be that would be awesome. Amen. Amen. Now, listen, what I'm planning to do is like in the first part of next year, not sure what month, we're going to take one missions offering and we're going to sow it into that building. Okay. now, since since this word has come out already, we've had uh, 11 11,100, uh, $11,100, $101 that's already came in for the building fund and said, put this towards the building fund. Amen. Amen. And so you may want to sell your firstborn now, <laughs> and give to the building fund. No, to please don't, you know, God's going to strike that building if you do that, right? But you might want to just, you might want to sow seed. We're going to do this mission, this offering. And, and listen, you know, some of you, you know, you might want to, you know, I was thinking about this. When Brother Francis built that first building over there, we had some pictures of it. And we had volunteer labor that put it up on huh, Brother Francis. Brother Francis was the supervisor and they had some guys came out and they built the building. They built the building with people's giving. God only knows how many souls have been saved in that building that was built in 1980, 81, 82. God only knows 
that building is still reaping a harvest because we have our children with our school that are in there every day. Amen. This building right here, the reason why we're able to build this building and right now everything you see is paid for. We've been debt free and have a million dollars, 100 million point one saved. But I'm thinking about how many tithes, how many offerings went into building this building. Just in the last two years, over 500 people have come forward and given their lives to Christ right here at this altar. Not counting all and every other ministry. And listen, some of them they gave, they're in heaven. And they've sowed a seed that's going to continue giving for all of eternity. Amen? And so whenever I think about that building, it's not a building. It's a provision to do ministry. You know, it's like God don't need this building, but God has used this building. Amen. God didn't need that building, but God has used that building. It takes brick and mortar to do the kingdom of God. Amen. And so I'm excited about it because I just think God has great things in store for us in the next coming year. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me? Would you stand with me? And I just want to pray for you. Man, I just think about some pastors. They, their church is operated by a board and they can't even paint the building until the committee decides what color. And they, uh, they'll argue about what color to paint the building. And I don't mean that critically. I'm just saying that in the context of how blessed I feel to be pastoring a church of an army of 400 plus, a church that's given 368,000 towards, towards missions. What a great privilege it is to pastor a congregation that wants to do something for God. Brothers and sisters, I am eternally grateful. I am thankful to God for you. And me, Tanya, and the staff here want to just thank you. Thank you so much for what you do. Father, I pray right now for Family Life Church, for this congregation. God, I pray that you would refresh those that have given Refresh those that have used their time, their talent, their resources to help us do what we've been able to do here at Family Life in 2013. God, I pray that you shower them with the blessings of your kingdom right now. God, may their hearts be filled with joy and may they be encouraged to do more for you, God. Thank you for placing your hand on them. I want you to pray for, pray with me. Let's pray for miraculous financial provision to build this building. Amen. Father, we just stand in faith. Lord, whenever they built the temple, they, the king had to tell them to stop giving because they gave so much. They had more than they needed. That's supernatural. That's miraculous. Lord, we know that there are people that have enough resources to help us do this project. Lord, without any trouble at all. 
And so, God, we pray you move on their hearts. You pull on their heartstrings. God, you give them the vision. You give them the heart for it. You supernaturally provide. Lord, one dollar at a time, everything we need to get this building built so we can continue to do what we do at Family Life by reaching our congregation, our community, and the world with the love and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of being involved in the greatest thing on planet earth the church of the lord jesus christ i pray in jesus name amen and amen 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 come on let's just give the lord just a great praise offering praise you god we love you lord we bless you we worship you we honor you lord we thank you for the privilege father jesus name we pray